Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. It's time uh, again for how to where we hopefully give you some useful advice on how to make some of those situations that don't crop up in life all that often. Today is how to make a will. We're joined by John Costello, a solicitor with Orpen Franks, who specialises in wills and the administration of estates. John, good afternoon. Good afternoon, John. Should everybody make a will, John? Definitely. Um, if you don't make a will, say there's a, you're in a family and you, you own that, say it's the husband owns the, the family home or the family farm or the family business and he's survived by a, a wife or a partner and he's no will, two thirds of the family business, the family home, the family farm goes to the surviving spouse or partner and one third to the children. So that can be a recipe for disaster in in many cases. And if you make a will, if the father in that situation had made a will, he could have left the business to one or two children or to his uh, wife or partner if she was going to take it over. It could have been rather than divide it up uh, uh, among the uh, many members of the family. Mm. And that two thirds, one third thing, if he has, say, five kids, the five kids then divide that one third between themselves. You got a 15th each, yeah. is even more uh, even more messy yes. uh, I would have thought and th- so so what are the prerequisites like to make a will could you make a will at home for instance well, not the, to do the, you out the, of business well but I shouldn't you? be saying this as a solicitor <laughs> but there was Easton's did have a will a, a, a precedent will uh, form and I don't I don't know if it's there any longer but certainly my experience was that half of those were fine but half of them caused problems because they weren't correctly uh, completed or they were ambiguous so obviously I mean the cost of a straightforward will vary from solicitor to solicitor but it's about 250 euro so mm. it's not too expensive when you, you, you want to do it right, you owe it to your family to do it right. So, uh, and what what mistakes could one make if if you tried a DIY route? Or, well, or first of all, you mightn't have to witness properly. There has to be two yeah. witnesses. Secondly, there could, something could be ambiguous. Uh, thirdly, you mightn't give away all your assets. You might give away some of them, and some of the assets are don't go to anyone because it hasn't <laughs> been so it hasn't been completed properly. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a disaster in, in many cases, you know. But I think you owe it to your family to pay two hundred. 50 euro to get a will done. Because uh, people forget they own, you know, that holiday home in Spain kind of thing. Well, that's a good point because, in fact, um, if you have property in Ireland and in Spain, for example, I recommend that you make a will in Ireland and a will in Spain. So, if ah. you property, so that because it makes it easier than dealing with the foreign jurisdiction if you have a will in that jurisdiction. Right. OK. So, so in, in say, in the instance where somebody has uh, uh, two kids and is married and has a three-bedroomed house yeah. and they dropped out in the morning. Yeah. If they haven't made a will, yeah. then, th- what happens then? D- d- does well, does the partner inherit well, the wife well, it's, or it, the house, it, I should say? Well, the position is that if if the house is in the in, uh, the sole name of the, the husband or the father, two-thirds go to surviving spouse and and partner and one-third to the children. Now, in practice, in I've had cases where the children mm. give back their one-third to their mother or father, as the case may be. But it, 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 there is a practical uh, a way around that. A lot of people now have the family home and joint names so that at least the family home passes to the survivor automatically yes. if, it's, if it's in joint names. Right, OK. Now, and I, I assume you've come across this in your time that that if people are thinking of leaving things to their children in, in their will 
they don't necessarily divide it up equally. Are they perfectly legally entitled to do that? Or can that lead to more trouble? Well, I mean, I always recommend that uh, all children are treated equally. That's the starting point. Mm. Now, if you have a child who's a multimillionaire, they mightn't need an inheritance <laughs> under your will. Good point, yeah. And uh, the second thing is then, I do a lot of wills for children who have special needs and you have to set, the parents have to set up a trust for those children. And so they, they may get more of the estate because they might need it because of their disability. So you need to look at the situation of each of each child uh, to see whether it's going to be equal or, or, or unequal, the, the, the share. But I recommend that parents talk to their children about their wills so that there's no surprise at the end of the day and that they're all in agreement. Right, OK. That's, <laughs> that could be an awkward situation. Well, it depends. You're getting the farm because the rest of you are useless. Thanks, yeah. see you later. Yeah. Uh, somebody wants to know, does a will apply for Northern Ireland and the Republic? Yes, a will will apply once it's made in accordance with Irish law. It, it, it applies to your worldwide assets. In okay. fact, the Irish will. But I do recommend a foreign will for foreign property. Right. OK. So if you had like land that straddled the border or something. Well, I mean, I, I would know. In fairness, if, if, you've, if you've land in the, in the north or in the UK, the Irish will is sufficient normally. Right. OK. Now, if you if if you're separated or divorced or, uh, uh, you know, you've had a kind of a major life change like that. Yes. Well, I mean, that's it's very important to update your will after a separation or divorce, because quite often if there was an earlier will made, you've left everything to your spouse or yeah. partner at that time. And that will is still valid even after a divorce. Does it? Even if like you're, you've moved in with somebody else and you have a home well, together and you're hit by a bus, what happens in that? Well, unless you cancel that will by making a new one, it's still valid. So it's very important after a separation or divorce to make a new will. Does that mean that you're... Okay, say, say you get divorced, yeah. but you forget to change your will. Yeah. Uh, you, you marry somebody else, yeah. you buy a house together, yeah. you're hit by a bus. Yeah. Does that mean the ex-wife gets what? Well, 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 well basically, the, uh, the provisions of the earlier will are not, uh, are, are not cancelled by a divorce or separation. Mm. They still stand, whatever yeah. the earlier will says. So now the divorce will say that the, that, that the spouse has no Succession Act rights to challenge a will. Yeah. But that doesn't, it doesn't stop them inheriting uh, from a will, from an earlier will. So anyway, so... Anyway, it's just very important to update your will in those circumstances. Right. Uh, uh, Claire wants to know, if a will is made and a person dies, but then the land of the person is compulsorily purchased for a state project, where does that money go? Can an estate of a dead person receive money? Yes, yeah, certainly. Um, and uh, because the, the, if land is sold, it's the, the owner of the land is, is the person who is the registered owner mm. of the land. And if they have died... Uh, what will happen is it'll be paid into their estate and it'll be distributed in accordance with the terms of their will or on intestacy if there's no will. Right. If um, there's a child in the family or a family member who has a problem of whatever sort, yeah. gambling or yeah. drinking or an addiction yeah. of some yeah. sort, yeah. and you know if I die and leave them X amount of money, yeah. that mightn't go that well for them. Yeah. What can you do? Well, that's a good question because it's very important in those circumstances to set up a trust. You have two trustees who could be family members or friends 
and they would manage, you'd put a sum of money into the trust for that beneficiary with the challenging problems, if you, if you like, and they would decide when to make distributions to that beneficiary mm-hmm. so that the beneficiary wouldn't get it into their own hands. They wouldn't have control of it. And that trust would normally go on for their lifetime. Uh, it, it would depend on the situation. Yeah. I had one father and he said his son was totally irresponsible when it came to money. And I said, well, when, when will he come res- become responsible? The father said, I, don't, I have, I don't have, I have a clue when he become responsible. <laughs> so we had the trust till 45 on the basis that at 45 he might be responsible. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's a kind of random, uh, random thing. Yeah. Uh, Ed wants to know if I'm named in a will, by whom and how am I informed? You know that Hollywood thing where your great aunt died and you've been named in their will. Does that happen that way or do, are people usually told that? Well, normally what happens is that the, the, the copies of the will are given to the executors. The executors have a duty to inform all the beneficiaries of their legacy mm. under the will. Now, normally what happens is the, the executors will go to a solicitor and the solicitor will write the letters to the beneficiaries on behalf of the uh, executors. Right. Okay. Uh, Please ask him if a home is in both names does it automatically pass the surviving partner even without a will says Catherine. It does. Yeah. That was the point I made earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What level of information should be in a will should every item of any worth be included e.g. a musical instrument a car a painting jewellery and then what about sentimental things like heirlooms are you supposed to itemise everything? Well, normally I recommend a letter of wishes for content, for for contents or usual contents, and for say jewellery or heirloom, family heirlooms. Now, if 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 the particularly found if the jewellery say was worth many thousands of euro, I would recommend that it's mentioned in the will. So I sort of have a rule of thumb: if it's worth over a few thousand euro, mention it in the will. Otherwise, yeah. a letter of wishes would suffice. Right. Okay. Because sometimes these are very sentimental things. Yes, like... and also and also they're quite often in practice they're given away during a person's lifetime. And yeah. You know, and yeah. they're no longer there. Yeah. And also as well, I suppose, if, um, you know, God forbid, uh, one starts to lose one's facilities, mm. uh, should you kind of, before that happens or just in advance of a doomsday scenario, make it your partner is somehow as a trustee of the will or how would that, how does that work? Well, it's a good point you raise because quite often I meet clients who have been diagnosed with dementia. Mm. Now, they can still make a will in that situation. Uh, provided you need, a, you need a medical certificate from a doctor confirming that they're well enough to make a will. If they haven't made a will, it's important that they do uh, do it while they're still well. And also what's very important uh, is an enduring power of attorney. It, you can, at the same, many people make wills and enduring powers of attorney at the same time. And at that, that covers the situation. If, for example, you got uh, dementia, got a stroke, yeah. you could have an enduring power of attorney in place appointing an attorney, a family member, Member, or a spouse, a partner, or a child, or friend, to manage your affairs if you became mentally unwell. So that's very important to have in place uh, if, if uh, when you're making a will as well. Okay, well that should be in every will then. Really. Well, they're, they're two, they're separate documents. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you see, if you don't have an enduring power of attorney, you're, you're made a ward of court. And the, the, but now that's, they're going to be, wards of court are going to be abolished now shortly. But, but I mean, it's far more complicated. Yeah. Uh, so it's much better to have an enduring power of attorney in place as well as a will. 
Uh, when uh, when people inherit things, what's the tax situation there? Well, there's no tax between spouses, so uh, so a spouse can a partner can inherit millions of euro tax free. Okay. Each child can inherit three hundred thirty five thousand euro tax free. Uh, a grandchild, nephew, niece, brother, sister can inherit thirty two thousand five hundred euro tax free, and anyone else can inherit sixteen thousand two hundred fifty euro tax free. And the rate of tax is thirty three percent over the threshold. Right. But you can okay. use a will to save tax. Wealthy people, if they if they're fortunate enough to have the funds, they might leave 30,000 to each grandchild, which are tax-free, rather than leave it to their children because 33% <laughs> would go in tax anyway. Yes, yes. So that's a simple way of saving tax. Are, are wills often contested? Yes, uh, qu- uh, quite a lot. Because a child, a child can challenge a parent's will. They have to have two reasons. One is that they have a financial need for an inheritance and secondly that their parents has failed in their moral duty to make proper provision for them. So, Oh, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Now, so it depends on the facts of each case but certainly there have been many cases uh, it's, it's, it's under section 117 of the Succession Act and there are many cases taken uh, by children aggrieved children. Now, now, if you leave everything equally among your children it's unlikely to arise mm. but if for example you had a, a, a son working on your farm all his life and he didn't inherit the farm he could possibly take a case as a challenge to the will yes. in that situation it depends on the situation uh, in each case right. but certainly I recommend even though as a lawyer I, I, I don't recommend litigation if there's a row over a will I recommend mediation to be quite honest yeah. and, and, and it's much better than going to court yeah especially when there's uh, families involved yeah. Yeah. now I suppose it depends on how, many resor- how much resources you have but the process of making a will generally speaking how long does it take well, it, 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 it can be done in half an hour. Hmm. Okay. You, you, you could give me instructions for your will now. and, and I, a very I, short list, John. Yeah. I, tell you <laughs> I could type it up yeah. and it'd be ready in half an hour to be signed. Now, yeah. normally it's not that quick. Yeah. But normally I would, we would meet the clients, email a draft of the will to the clients and they would come back. And it's cert- in most cases, that I, when I'm involved, it's done within a week or 10 days. But it's quite often it, it, there can be an urgency if people are going away, for example, especially during the summer. Mm. They want to make the will before they fly off somewhere. And can, do, do people often leave messages in their wills for if they know people are going to, uh, people who are going to inherit things? Well, generally, I suppose if they're going to a solicitor, the solicitor doesn't advise, you know, I think it, the will is only supposed to deal with le- legacies, uh, you know, um, and inheritances. Mm. So it's not supposed to deal with personal views or personal yes. wishes, okay. really. I'm, I'm, I'm be- my knowledge is totally based no, on so movies. What, what you can do, no, what you can do is, the, if, if I was the solicitor, I would say, look, you should write a letter of wishes setting out uh, your views that can be kept with the will, but wouldn't be part of the will. The problem, you see, the thing is, a will is a public document. You see it in the Sunday newspapers, the wills. The okay, you don't want that. It's a public document <laughs> and you don't want private stuff <laughs> being known publicly. Right, now, uh, I'm actually a little bit over time, but I'll ask you some very quick questions. Uh, the If a couple are living together longer than five years, but the property is in one person's name and there's no will, does the surviving partner have any rights to the property? Yeah, the, there are rights that were given a few years ago to uh, uh, people in cohabitation and after five years they have legal rights ah right so that if you're but it, it, it's you aren't you aren't given a specific share you have to make a claim uh, to get to get a share 
If the executors that have been assigned to a will are not fulfilling the wishes of the deceased, is there anything anybody can do if you're not a beneficiary of that will? Well, you'd have to, you know, you'd have to have an interest, a legal interest. Yeah. Uh, does a will leave anything to children if one spouse is still living? I understand the spouse uh, should inherit and the children only get the estate when the remaining spouse passes. But there might be other finances or items that could be shared with the, with the family while the spouse is still alive, says Eileen. Yeah, well, it depends. See, most people, their main asset is the family home and they want to leave that mm. to the surviving spouse or partner. And what would happen is then on the death of the second parent, uh, then everything will go to the children. And, and that's normally, that, that's what happens in most family situations. Right. OK. Do children have a right to inherit from their parents? Well, I mentioned they have to prove the parent has failed in their moral duty to make proper provision for them. Yeah, but if... Uh, if there's no will, though, they automatically get a they third. They automatically get a third. Right, OK. Uh, what uh, happens if you make a second will with a different solicitor but don't cancel the first one? Well, the latest Ooh, will one. is that the, 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 the earlier will is automatically revoked by a later will. So you don't have, you've no obligation to inform anyone, uh, you know, to inform the previous solicitor. You don't have to do that. Right. But does, does that, the last person you made a will, does... Does that solicitor have to keep an eye on RIP.ie to make sure, you know, well, if a person dies and they don't know about it? Well, all I can say, well, what I do in practice is that I give I give clients a copy of the signed will and a note saying that the, the original will is in our strong room for safekeeping. Yeah. So and those papers are kept at home with the client. So that's what I normally well, do. Well, that's what you'd hope uh, that somebody there would action that. Yes. Uh, uh, my uncle has made me the executor of his will. What will I need to do when he eventually dies? Well, I mean, the main thing is to follow the instructions in the will. I mean, that's putting it simply. Um, Now, you may need professional advice, say auctioneers. You may need tax advice. You may need legal advice. So your duty as executor is to to get professional advice where appropriate. You're not supposed to be giving yourself all this professional advice (laughs) as executor. You know, and you want to protect yourself because you could be negligent as executor if you don't get the proper professional advice. Okay, you just scared the life out of him there now. Uh, John, thanks so much for coming into us. It's extremely informative. That was John Costello, their solicitor with Orpen Franks, uh, specialising in wills and the administration of estates. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 pm on News Talk.